This is Real Estate Rookie episode 222. My name is Ashley Kerr, and I'm here with my co-host, Tony Robinson. And welcome to the Real Estate Rookie Podcast, where every week, twice a week, we bring you the inspiration, motivation, and stories you need to hear to kickstart your investing journey. And I want to start off today's episode by shouting on some folks from the Rookie audience. We got another five-star review. This one says, um, I'm a small-time real estate investor with one property, and I want to get to three to five. This podcast is amazing because they focus on the basics. So if you haven't yet, leave us an honest rating and review on whatever podcast platform it is you're listening to. More reviews we get, the more folks we reach, more folks we reach, the more folks we can help. And that is our ultimate goal. So with that out the way, Ashley Care, what's up? What's new? Tell me, tell me how things are. Well, to be honest, today I'm going to use the Ricky reply as my own confessional. <laughs> I've had something just weigh me down on my shoulders and I just need to get it off my chest and hopefully it will help some other people and everyone will realize that I am not perfect and bad things can happen. So I just like, I've been, this like bothered me so much. And I feel like I just like need to get it out there in case it happens to someone else that, you know, you're not alone in this. Are current interest rates making you depressed about cash flow? What if it didn't have to be that way? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate where the average cash flow is over $900 per month. They also have options where you can put as low as 5% down on multiple investment properties with no PMI. Rent to Retirement is the nation's leading turnkey investment company that understands what it takes to be successful in today's dynamic real estate market. Their reputation speaks for itself with more five-star reviews than any other company on the Bigger Pockets website. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed allowing you to invest with confidence in the markets that offer the best returns. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. Remember when you had to pay to get a Leeds phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high-quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal Do Not Call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com BP. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So uh, at one point in time in the past year, I hired somebody to do my payables for the business. A bookkeeper. And not even a bookkeeper, just paying the bills. So not even entering in any of the data. So just paying the bills, they would go and get my mail from the P.O. box. They would open the mail. They would scan in the mail and I'd be able to look at it from there. And then they would write the check. They would bring the checks to my house that they wrote, have me look at them, compare them to the bill, sign them. And then they would make the envelope and mail them out. So first, I know you guys are all thinking that, well, why don't you set all your things up on auto draft and automatic withdrawal? Well, when you invest in small rural towns, sometimes there's no online system. The only form of payment is walking into the place or mailing a check, unfortunately. So there was things that would come in or if like a contractor vendor or something like something that's, you know, an occasional occurrence or the property tax bills, um, some of the, even like the water bills and, um, for like in the small towns, the electric bills, they have their own utility company and they only will mail out a bill and accept a check payment anyways. So I got a letter in the mail about a month ago and it said that my property taxes were not paid on one of my properties in bold print across the top foreclosure, like property tax foreclosure, you know, across, I my, I seriously like had a heart attack at this moment. I can't even recall exactly what it said because all I did was panic inside and it said past due non-payment. Then these were due. I mean, like six months ago that this happened. So, and at the same exact day that I got that letter, I got an email from my bank that I have the loan with saying, Hey, Ashley, just wondering what's going on. Um, this third party company we do to kind of check to make sure things are paid on a property said that the property taxes were not paid. Uh, what's going on? I, immediately, I felt embarrassment. I like got sick to my stomach. I felt like what like anger, what happened? So this person just did not do what they were supposed to do. So we went through like the scan documents, things like that. There was property taxes that were scanned in, never paid. There was some that were never scanned in. Did she not get them? Things like that. So I had to go through a lot of my accounts and just like make sure everything was paid, go through every property and pull up. And it ended up there was two properties that the property taxes were not paid for. Actually, no, I'm sorry. There was three. So one of them, what happened was that the, the, the property taxes were actually added to my next round of property taxes and they were re-levied, they call it. So it was actually included into that bill. So they ended up being paid. So what I did was I went online to pay the property tax bill and it says that like they're no longer accepting online payments. So I go into the, the town clerk in the small town and I go to pay the property tax bill. She's like, oh no, I can only accept payments until June 30th. And I was like, okay, how should I pay this? And she goes, well, I don't know. I've never been in this situation. My embarrassment just overloaded even more. I'm like, oh my God. I've never had any <laughs> any bum landlords be this late on their, their property taxes. I know. And I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I d- I'm not sure what to do. I was just 
asking for some guidance. And she's like, well, I guess I could Google it for you. And it's like, and this clerk is the one that you would write your check out to, to pay your property taxes. I just assume they would know, know what to do what to do if someone's paying late. So just like my bears, it was awful. I had to work up the nerve to even go into it. I tried to make Daryl do it, but it's just like, it would, it would have had to wait another day until he was available because I didn't want to walk in there. So it just got 10 times worse. But what you ended up having to do was she's like, you'll have to go downtown Buffalo and you'll have to pay it to the county now or whatever. So I got back in the car, I did my own Googling and they actually accepted the payment online. So I didn't even have to go into the clerk's office. I could have paid it online, was taken care of. And then I learned that it's actually like two years of back taxes that you need before they will actually come and take your house and put it up for auction. But that was just like a horrible, horrible feeling for me is having that happen. So my biggest things that I learned is that if you hire and outsource someone to do something, and I learned this with my property management company too, is that that doesn't mean that you have to, you can forget about it. Like you need to still stay on top of things. And so that was like my biggest takeaway from that. And if a bill is not paid, like your property taxes, like it's not the end of the world, but maybe I need to, you know, implement some kind of system where it's like, I have a VA that's going in and check, check, check. Okay. All these property taxes are paid. Like, cause if I don't get a bill for something, I don't know to pay it. Like I can't remember all of the property tax bills that should be coming in for my, my properties. So there's anybody else out there who hired somebody that missed a payment or maybe just forgot or something and missed a bill. Like I'm right there with you and felt the embarrassment. So yeah, well, I, first, thank you for sharing, Ashley. I, I appreciate you sharing this uh, super embarrassing story. Um, I'm embarrassed for the both of us. I'm, I'm embarrassed that we're even associated with one <laughs> yeah. another now because I don't want people to think that I don't pay my, my property tax bills. But um, I guess a couple questions, right? So um, for me, I never have to worry about paying my property tax bills because my property taxes are impounded with my insurance payments for literally every single property. Is that not the case for, for your properties in New York? So you have them in escrow. Yeah. All, all my payments are escrowed. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I have um, a lot of commercial lending on my properties where they usually don't require you to escrow your property taxes. So kind of the nice thing about that is my monthly payment is low. Like, yes, I have to save up to make a payment. But um, yeah, a lot of the my commercial loans, they don't offer it or they don't require it. Have you like, have you called to ask them if they would be able to do that on your behalf? No, because I don't know if I would actually want to. I mean, maybe now would be a good example, <laughs> but I like that. Like I'm, I'm just paying my insurance bill once because I have had it happened where I've, this has actually happened twice now with a hard money lender mm -hmm. where I paid at closing for my insurance up front and they took the check and they were going to set up, like pay the insurance themselves. And just for that one year with the hard money lender. And I got notices stating that like the insurance they have no record of the insurance, blah, blah, blah. And so like, I've had a lot of issues with that recently, but I'm, I'm sure if they wanted to, I do have one commercial loan that has it in escrow, but, um, but that's it. Yeah. I like for me, like, like you, right. I, I just have, there's too many things going on. I think for me to yeah. be able to keep track of that. So for me, like being able to, to escrow all that stuff uh, has been super helpful. Maybe that's something I need to reevaluate, like going forward is make sure that they are 
all escrowed, yeah. Yeah, so my, my second question, did they send any notices before then about the, the non-payment? And was this person who was in charge of that just not not catching that? Or, or like, how do you think it went that far without it being brought to your attention? So actually, they would have received the bill a month before they, I let them go. So like I, there was other things that were happening. So I'd let them go and then somebody else took over and no, there was no bill received. This was the first notice that we got in the mail and the same thing. And like the bank had, you know, pulled, found out the same information at the same exact time, which I thought was weird too. Um, but also the next round of taxes for that property is coming up due now. So maybe they sent a notice before they relevy it onto the next set of taxes for that property. So it's like the school taxes are all coming up now, but yeah, I don't know. But we thought that was really strange too, was that this was the first notice of it and coming up too is like the, the big County auction for properties that they've taken for properties tax. So you're like, Oh no. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, it's, it's going to be on the list. My LLC. Like, Oh my God. I was just like sweating. People are probably like, Google, like Google satelliting the property, like, oh yeah, we want to bid on this one and when it comes yeah. up to auction. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily you avoided that. Crisis yeah, yeah, averted. Yeah. Um, so I, I know you mentioned like, like trust but verify, which I think is a, yeah. a big thing. And for folks, like even if you just have one property, if, if you're not doing everything yourself, I think there, there does have to be some kind of like checks and balances in place to make sure that the things you've delegated to other people are, are actually getting done. Um, like just a, a quick backstory. So for me, like in my, my old W2 job, like I was in a, I was in a manager level position. Um, so a lot of my information came secondhand from folks who were on my team. Um, and obviously I had to trust them that they were giving me the right stuff, but a lot of times I would just go back and I would just randomly pick different things. I would double check. Like, you know, if they were sending me data on like how their shift perform for the last day, I would look at the email they sent me, but then I would just go into the system myself and like pull some of that data to see if it all lined up. So those little spot checks sometimes I think help, um, kind of catch some of those issues. And typically what I've found is that if you have someone that's a, a, a low performing employee, if you find one mistake, there's probably some other mistakes in there as well. So it might be a telltale sign that there are some other things you might want to dig into. So, yeah. And there's probably like things that are still going to come up from this yeah. too, I'm <laughs> thinking, but, uh, yeah. yeah, so we'll see, but I just, I had to get that off my chest. I had to do a real estate confessional of like, <laughs> mistake. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, I think it's helpful for the rookies to, to hear as well, because, you know, they, they hear our voice, they hear our stories every week. And, and, um, you know, you, you know, I, I know there's this, this maybe misconception that things just always go right for us, but yeah. you know, I shared my story about the Shreveport house that I lost money on. Um, and, and things like this happen, right. As you're building your business, things don't always go, always go right. So it's not necessarily about, um, maybe not letting those bad things happen because sometimes it's out of your control, but it's about how do you respond and how do you, how do you take those lessons and, and put them into your business so you can continue to get better. And I think those are the people you want to have in your network too, who are open and honest yeah. about those things. Like while I was waiting for my kids to get off the bus today, I was on the phone with my friend Leka, who's an investor in Seattle. And I was just telling her how 
you know, some things were going wrong. And like, we just found out this morning, we have to put a new well on a property and just like every day there's new costs. And it's just like, you're moving money from the good properties to support the bad properties. And like, you're never, you never seem to have money because you're always buying stuff. (laughs) stuff. She's like, yeah, you really get to enjoy real estate when you actually stop buying things and you just live off your, your rental income because you're not putting it towards the properties. But she just like, it rattled off like all these things that are going wrong with her properties and then things that are going right with some. And it's like, those are like the investors you want to put yourself around to share the good and the bad. Let me, I just want to share one, one thing that's gone wrong in our business. So one of our cabins in Tennessee, uh, summer is usually like the, one of the busiest times of the year, right? Like last summer, we like absolutely crushed it. And our second biggest cabin, um, there was a, a small leak, like a little pinhole leak um, that no one noticed, but we only started to notice because the, the floor like was a little uneven and like a floorboard started to pop up. So our handyman went, he popped at the floorboard and saw that like it had just been leaking for like who knows how long. Yeah. So we had to cut out like a big, like, I don't know, like eight by eight square and, and he replaced the subfloor and then put new flooring down, right? So this was two weeks ago. We get a message from our cleaner um, on the same exact property um, like a few days ago that they walk into that same lower level where we just replaced the floor and it's soaked again. But this time it's because the bathroom was clogged and the bathtub or the, the toilet in the bathroom down there was clogged and literally re-damaged that whole section of floor that we just replaced. So we had to block the calendar two weeks ago because of that first issue. We had to refund guests and we had to do it again this week because of the second issue. So um, things that are totally out of our control. Um, but like you said, it, it's all. And that's like, and does that like hurt your like getting super host when you have to cancel people too? So if, yes, it definitely does. But if you, if you, if you have a, you know, a, a cool guest and you just kind of explain to them what happened, it's like, yeah. you know, Hey, here's what happened. You can say if you want to, but just know like this little section is going to be unusable. And if they cancel on their own, then you're fine. But if they go to Airbnb and said, Hey, this, like I canceled on them, then automatically we would lose super host status. Okay, I think that episode right there is worth like that little tip is worth anyone listening to that episode because that's <laughs> great advice. Because my first thing was, wow, you had to cancel all these people, but no, you tell them what's happening and then you say, I'll give you a full refund if you choose to cancel. So it's on them. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, hopefully, I don't have any major. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. You never have to. You, you got. You never got to use that one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to my real estate confessional this week. And uh, we will be back on Wednesday with another rookie reply. I'm Ashley at Webform Rentals and he's Tony at Tony J. Robinson. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, Real Estate Rookie, and we'll see you guys next time. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom. And the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com deals 
enter a few details about what and where you want to buy and boom, instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. There's free resources only available at biggerpockets.com slash deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com slash deals. That's biggerpockets.com slash deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all host and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.